We're talking with Jan Arbuckle. She is the vice mayor for the city of Grass Valley, and she was just appointed to the National League of Cities 2022 Public Safety and Crime Prevention Federal Advocacy Committee. It's a mouthful. Welcome, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a mouthful. They can't, I don't think they could have made it any longer. Thank you, and thank you for asking. And it seems like this is a pretty cool thing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the National League of Cities, first off. The National League of Cities is an organization that comprises of cities, towns, and villages all over the country, including Hawaii and Alaska. What their mission is is to represent and have cities have a, a stronger voice, whereas as we all, most of us know, the counties seem to be the ones that get a lot of the resources and the recognition, but it's actually the cities who, who drive our nation's economy. So we're talking about having a voice with the federal government. Yes, it is. How does the National League of Cities interact with the federal government? They have lobbyists and they have apps just such as the Public Safety Policy Committee. There is a lobbyist that advocates on behalf of cities up on Capitol Hill. And it's not only public safety, but it's transportation, which was extremely active in um, getting our ARPA funds and our infrastructure bills passed last year. So they have a loud voice on Capitol Hill. And so they advocate for cities. This isn't your first dealings with the um, National League of Cities. You're already uh, with them uh, as far as you're on the Women's Caucus Board of Directors. You're also on the Women's in Municipal Government President and, um, see, and the Small Cities Council Vice Chair. So this isn't your first dealings with this organization. No, but I haven't been involved that long. Let's see, it started probably about five years ago and saw a, just a great opportunity to bring bring our voices on a national level and a little bit more of an emphasis on the federal level, uh, especially for small cities, especially for small rural cities. I am just amazed at how many small cities, there are actually 80% of the membership, I believe this is the correct one, 80% of the membership of the National League of Cities are small cities. They deem small cities 50,000 and below. Okay. So that's, that's quite a voice when you unite all those cities together. With this new appointment, what are some of your responsibilities and duties? Basically to attend the meetings, obviously, that's a, that's a, uh, a given. Um, also, it's just to explore what is going on in public safety. And it's not just police, it's fire as well. And what's going on? How can we make it better? How can we all work together to be the best for our communities and the country as a whole? I would think that uh, not only would you have uh, things like fire and such, but also now health with COVID still going on into year three. Um, yeah, the COVID obviously has played a, I don't know the, of a life or area that COVID has not touched. For the most part, the emphasis is on how our public safety law and fire can work together more efficiently for the public, as well as looking to make the public safety officers safer. Locally, that could even include uh, just keeping our public 
servants safe, as we had some incidents with the county elections uh, office a couple weeks ago, too. So we, it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's a constantly changing world, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a far different world than when I started at the city council in 2007. It is a completely vastly different world. And I attributed that to a lot of miscommunication. So for me, I am always hopeful that we can communicate better and get to understand each other's point of views so we can work together towards you know, not so much conflict, not so much fear of the police. I mean, we just had a firefighter in Stockton recently that was shot and killed. And and nobody ever shoots at firefighters. So, I mean, again, different world. I don't know what the mindset of the person who, who shot him was, but that's the first that I've ever heard. And I'm sure that there probably have been other instances, but I was, I was just shocked. You know, a lot of the problems in our in our society, uh, they, they go in cycles and circles and stuff. I mean, when I was young, growing up back in D.C. and Baltimore, they used to shoot at the firefighters back then, too, during riots and stuff. So this isn't new things. It's just a way of each city developing um, how, to, how to deal with certain circumstances in their own thing. Now here, firefighters are our are, are heroes because they save yeah. our community every summer and fall and almost all year round now. Exactly. And, of course, with the police, we've had a wonderful uh, relationship with the police and the public, I think, in the last few years in our community because they're, they're adapting to the new model of, of policing and becoming more involved with the community and how to deal with mental illness and homelessness and such. And that's what I really admire about our community. So I think if we could take that to a national level, maybe, maybe take what we have learned here and expand that nationally, that could be beneficial. And that is my goal is to um, plant that seed amongst other, because it hits, it's amazing. You sit in those public safety committees and people from all over the country are there and with different um, points of view and different ways of policing. And a lot of them now are starting to embrace the community policing idea and role model because that's how we here in our community are able to have a good relationship with, with our law enforcement officers in the city of Grass Valley, we have um, school resource officers. We have officers that are trained to go out with mental health professionals. We have a, uh, an officer that is assigned to Hospitality House for the most part in, in their outreach program. So we really understand the importance of community policing. And that's one of my goals this year. I started the planted the seed last year when I was on the um, public safety their public safety last year, and this year I'm going to have a, a stronger voice because it's my second year on it, and so a little more credible than the brand new person from California that people look at you funny when you walk <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Are you guys meeting on Zooms or do you actually fly off to another city? No, we meet on Zoom. We're going to start meeting monthly on Zoom. Um, we had our first meeting a couple weeks ago, and it was more of an introductory, you know, get to know the people who are on the committee and kind of what do you want to see happen and what do you think are important issues. And that's why I was really happy to see that community policing is um, right up there on top of the concerns. So that's one of the things that we're going to really look into and see how we can do something on the federal level that will trickle down onto the state and local level. 
We're talking with Jan Arbuckle. She's the vice mayor of the city of Grass Valley, but she was just appointed to the National League of Cities 2022 Public Safety and Crime Prevention Federal Advocacy (laughs) Committee. If people wanted to get a hold of you and discuss more ideas about this, Jan, how would they go about that? Just contact me at my email address, and and that is jana at cityofgrassvalley.com. Very good. Well, we wish you the best on this, and we'll check back with you in a few months and see how things are going. That would be great. Thank you again for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. That's Jan Arbuckle from the City of Grass Valley. Thanks. Thank you.